like, show me the money, you know? Welcome to this week's episode of Work Wife Therapy. So how have you been the past couple weeks? Um, okay, last week was hell. I'm, I, and your reading was super applicable for last week, for this past week that I went through. <gasps> Wait, so I think can it was you remind kinda, me? So I don't even had, remember. I forgot what card it was, but it had to do with like asking for help and delegating and putting like, you know, team effort. And I literally needed everybody's help last week. Oh my. I literally needed, I talked, I like at work, we have something called the daily huddle. Okay. And like each day you, there's like a core value that we discuss or do a shout out for somebody and things like that. And then <laughs> like everyone was like, oh yeah, shout out to Isabel and da 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 for, you know, and wanting to do the right thing. And like, I would, I literally put everyone on blast. This week. I was like, I need, a, I was like, can you please schedule me on this day at these times? He said, okay. It was like 11 o'clock at night. Like it was super last minute, super emergency. And I was working on two client cases, like one from Japan and one more local, but they were like meeting within the past with like days of each other. Yeah. And then the one where I like called everybody was like the, I had to do a client presentation for this really well-known person. Ooh, um, that's high pressure too. Especially yeah, and, and it's a personal friend of the CEO. Oh gosh, dude. So I was like, I need this presentation done. Like, well, how can I help? Blah, blah. Can you make these adjustments? I need these edits, like these meetings, like content. way after I was working like over 12 hours. Like I would go to bed at midnight just to like try to sleep. But I was working till like 11 p.m. Oh, shit, dude. All yeah. week? Yeah, pretty much. Um, is there anything in particular you want to talk about this week? Or I did. I wanted to talk with you about the all of the Asian hate stuff that's going on and how it's oh. affected you and your family or just anything that you want, you know, myself to know or to be aware of, um, you know, any just white person anywhere what we can do I think, to help I think that like I went from all of the different extremes with it in that I was really upset um and now I've gotten to a place of more calm I think and okay so when it was first happening and I was seeing more and more um attacks on the elderly yeah and I was like who the fuck attacks the elderly they don't they're just minding their own fucking business you know and you know they don't want to be a nuisance they don't want to be a burden on anybody they're just literally like going the day to day like they're just living their lives yeah and so the fact that you fucking target the elderly yeah you're a fucking coward Mm to do that. And I remember, um, I forget how many months ago or how, when it was, but then I had seen on, um, this Instagram called next shark. Okay. Um, is that's the basically like, yeah, yeah. 
basically because media outlets weren't talking about what was happening, they started being a huge um, news outlet to share about the rise in these violent crimes against the Asian community. And at one point, and that was how I was getting my news at one point, seeing like, where are they happening? You know, what, what's going on? Because it's um, not on CNN. It's not on, no. you know, NBC. Mm-hmm. And then around New Year's. So what was that? Jan- was that January this year? Yeah. February January. this year. I think it's January. <laughs> Wait, New Year's? January 1st. Uh, no, no, no. Lunar New Year. Oh, oh. <laughs> I was like, Isabel, what? <laughs> no, 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 Lunar New Year. <laughs> You're like, uh. I know, I'm, I'm like, uh, I'm pretty sure it's the same day every year, but I didn't want to, <laughs> I didn't want to make you feel stupid. <laughs> but now here, tables have turned, I feel stupid. <laughs> I, meant, I meant Lunar New Year. There um, we go. go ahead. <laughs> um, around that time, there was a, this uh, this Asian grandma, uh, she got robbed outside of the supermarket in San Jose. And then there's a picture of the supermarket and I recognized it as one that my mom goes to oh, regularly. Like we grew up with her, like I need to go to the market and we would have to go to that grocery store and she would do her shopping there. Like I feel like, you know, and then... I have to go call my mom and be like, you need to be careful because this is what's happening. And like a lot of my extended family, um, they're all high risk with COVID. Um, high, yeah, yeah. Like if they have immunocompromised systems. They're like elder, like elder, older. My grandma turned, my grandmother turned 92 this year. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, so, and my mom's the one doing all the grocery shopping, dropping off stuff, you know, like supplies for people. And I was like, you need to be careful because, you know, if something happens to you, what, what are they going to do? You know? I mean, that would like make me sick to my stomach, just picturing my mom going to this place where she could very well be targeted because she's trying to help yeah. somebody else. And just in general, I mean, not even because she's helping somebody else. Yeah. Like the fact that, yeah, it's, it's just so crazy. Um, and then I was, and then for me, I was like, I'm, and I was like jokingly, like, ha ha ha, you know, like at least I felt a little bit more secure because like I have a white boyfriend, and you know that was like unfortunate, you know, and that the fact that I have a white boyfriend that it kind of puts a layer of protection around me. I was like, okay, it's fine. And then I saw a post about this interracial couple being attacked in Seattle and like the guy assaulted the girlfriend, like didn't give a fuck that her boyfriend was there. He was white. Um, and then I, I, I remember just like started to cry. Yeah. And then my boyfriend was like, why are you so upset? I was like, because it's not safe. It's not safe to just walk around and like the, the comfort bubbles is like, it's literally just like popped, you know, because at any given moment, someone could just attack you out of breath in broad daylight. Not that like as a woman in general, you're not already 
you're already sensitive to that on high alert for those things, but even more so now that it could literally come from anybody that just was like, I'm going to attack you, you know, like one more reason for somebody to, you know, assault you for whatever reason, you know, everyone's like, well, you should like be aware of your surroundings and all of the, like, how about people don't fucking attack me? Why do I have to be like, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm fucking sorry, dude. I mean, that shit was hard to see, of course, but then like, I asked a couple of my, you know, just in general, just Asian friends, like, how are you doing? And kind of overwhelmingly the response that I received was, yeah, it's sad, but I'm used to it. I mean, like that, that, yeah, even just your little smirk right there. Like, it's just, it's shit. It should never be something that you're used to. Like, like I haven't heard the rhetoric go back to China um, in my adult life, but I did hear a lot in school, like in elementary school. And mind you, you're Vietnamese. (laughs) And yeah, and children, like they don't know, right, what they're saying because they think it's funny. But then like in grade school, a lot of kids would be like, go back to China, go back to China, go back to your country, all this stuff. And as a kid, you're like, well, this, I'm American. You're like, I'm from the Bay Area. (laughs) Like like I was born here. Yeah. Like I'm not even Chinese. Yeah. or whatever you know <laughs> why, rewind why would I go to China why would I even go there for what you part? know yeah I don't know it's hard and like I think the biggest thing that helps as I, I think what's great about you as a person Elise is that you are you stand by moral justice and equality for all types of people yeah and it takes people like you who are in a position of power, like of being privilege for sure. Yeah. That gets it outside of our bubble because otherwise it's just a bunch of Asian people saying like, this is wrong. We can't do this. It takes people who are outside of the affected communities to say something and do something about it for it to have impact. Yeah. What is the best thing that we could say or do now, because I, you know, I don't want to compare it to the Black Lives Matter, you know, over the summer when that came out, but I feel like that unfortunately just took off. But then mm-hmm. now if you pull up social media, you don't really see much anymore at all. I mean, I feel like yeah. there were a couple of days of it. Um, you know, I'm sure people are outraged, of course, as they should be, myself included. But, you know, what more could we do outside of just reposting a post on Instagram? Yeah, I think that, and I was having this discussion with my, uh, one of my other close friends where he was like, just pay attention to what the media is spotlighting. Because what they'll do is it, uh, it gets trendy and then it, it fades away. So then you have like, okay, you have the Black Lives Matter movement, you had the Muslim ban, you had the migrant children. And then, you know, it's like one demographic to the other, to the other, to the other, like, okay, what can we start talking about and start generating this 
mania, I guess. Mm-hmm. So that people are afraid. People are doing these things. And this is why I think I've transitioned from being really afraid to just coming from a place of awareness. Yeah. And noticing, okay, this is what's happening. And I think it's great too that a lot of the Asian American Pacific Islander community is being more vocal because our stereotype is the whole the model minority. We follow the rules. We're very compliant. We don't, you know, you. We're not very loud. We don't protest. We don't do any of those things, and so it's a lot spurring up a community and a new generation of Asian Americans in the country that are willing to stand up and say something and do something about it. Versus like growing up, like our our parents taught us to be obedient you know like yeah. you can raise your voice you like whether you like the rules Back or not you're playing yeah like follow you follow the rules of the game yeah and you work hard and blah 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 and then you will make it Super you know disciplined yeah because like my family is like that sometimes too you know they like if I think about them immigrating here and having to be in a place that didn't accept them, that wanted them to assimilate to the culture as much as possible, you know, you had to show that you were American, you know? And then there's like that that dichotomy uh, with like my generation of like, we're not Asian enough and then we're not, we're also not American enough. Yeah. And it's like dealing with those like dual identities, which, I thought I was very alone in growing up feeling this way. And I think it's just recently where people are sharing their stories more often. And you're like, oh, you're not alone. Yeah. It's like a me too situation. Yeah. I mean, when, when did your parents immigrate here? My mom came in 76. So that was like the end of the war. That was around the end of the war. And then she was luckily, um, not one of the people who like had to like stow away on a boat a little like dingy boat to like to come to america she actually got on her family actually got on one of the last like u.s ships that's wild isabel Mm -hmm. oh my gosh do you know what the ship was called by chance I i have no idea i think like my family doesn't really talk about it really yeah. I am so shocked. I feel like Maybe that would be some. It. Do you know why? It's probably because like, it's traumatizing, you know, it's and like. They should be so proud of. I mean, I, you know, live this country right now is a little, little you know, cray cray. <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's not pretend like we're the. <laughs> they have PTSD now. sometimes. Yeah. They're like, oh my God, that, the US is going into towards like a dictatorship and all this right. stuff. Right. Yeah. Oh my God. Well, I mean, they must, they've got to be so proud. I mean, that's I a know. huge family uprooting your entire life and emigrating. Yeah. That's huge. It, I feel like I didn't get to, they don't talk about it. When I was in elementary school and we had to, we, um, my school was really good because they were always asking about your culture, your heritage. And oh, that kind of got me to ask the right questions about like, oh, like what are our like holidays? Because for me, I, did, I didn't really think about it that way. And then I got to share 
but that was also difficult because I was probably one of the few Asian kids in my school and in my class. And like, they would make fun of me. Wait, you were? Yeah. I didn't know that. I thought I, I thought so- grew up with a like higher population. No, I grew up with like a primarily like white community. Oh my gosh. I will. Sorry. I don't yeah. mean to like go off. In no, this no, it's okay. It's okay. But you, do you remember when we like, we Googled it and we looked up how like the percentage of Asians in Johnstown, Ohio, and oh, it yeah. was, like, negative <laughs> one. And you were yeah. like, Oh my God, Elise, this is where you're from. I was like, dude, I told you. And then you pulled up yours and it was like 36. Oh yeah. It's definitely grown a lot more. Okay. So it's different than from when you were growing up. Yeah. And like the different (laughs) areas, like they're like pockets, right? So like if you went into like Cupertino, it's like mostly Asian. If you go into like Los Altos, it's like, it's like next to each other, right? Yeah. Los Altos, still kind of Cupertino, like that's primarily white. And then you went over to like one more street, one more mainstream, I think it's Fremont. And that one's like mostly Hispanic. Like the different schools had different demographics. It's crazy. Like wow. Um, but now I think um people who are Asian up yeah. there. Um, but yeah, I grew up mostly with it's a good mix of cultures, mm-hmm. and it was cool to get to learn about different cultures in school. Oh, I'm sure. Like we had, I think it was fifth grade history. Um, I don't know, something world history. I forgot. But we all learned about like the like different Chinese dynasties. We learned about like, I am totally gonna mess this up. But like the Middle East and like the Ottoman empires and all that stuff and and the Persian empires and like what did they yeah. discover? You know, like they were the ones with like math. I think they did algebra. I forgot. Yeah, no, that's okay. I mean, so just overall, you you, yeah. you guys were way diverse, which is yeah, amazing. So I didn't, um, yeah, but I still got made fun of a lot. That's um, like there's this show called Fresh Off the Boat. I don't know if you saw it. Actually, I don't know if I've seen it, but it sounds familiar. It's like the story of Eddie Huang, who's like this famous chef. Uh, his it's like a comedy of his family like moving to texas i think and they're like what is that and it's supposed to be a funny show i couldn't watch it because it was too real for me really like the trailer of like ew what is that is that your food that looks like poop or whatever you know like little kids making fun of your lunch yeah and like i remember like i would ask my mom like please let me get hot lunch or like can i get lunchables or whatever like I, I stopped, I was like, stopped eating my lunch that I got, like that my like grandmother would pack me. Like I would Isabel, throw it away. my heart. I'm going to cry. <laughs> I wait, like kids are so cruel, but like, I mean, that's your grandmother giving you like her heart, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Dude. Yeah. I would oh. literally throw, I would stop eating oh my, my packed lunch. Oh, that's wild, mm. dude. I never knew this. I never knew that that's how you grew up. Dude, yeah. that's wild. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I remember like 
I remember this one, this kid in fifth grade who would always yell at me to go back to China. I still remember his name. <laughs> Say it. <laughs> <laughs> you go he, back to China. He would like pretend he was like from the military, be like back in Nam and blah, 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 all this stuff. It's like so irritating. Yeah, he'd be like, go back to your country. He's probably somebody that has never left his hometown and just still talks about his glory days on the football team. It's just so crazy that like, you know, growing up, these ch- these kids who would make fun of you and your food, your culture and all this stuff. And then like grew up to be people who were like, oh, my God, I love pho or I love oh. food and, da, 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 <laughs> and all this stuff. And it's so hip and trendy <laughs> now. It's so like it's so triggering for me. And I'm like, OK, mm. you know, the kids who make fun of like indian saris that like they're like so gorgeous and then they start wearing them uh it is so i mean i we've talked about this i grew up on a in a farm town you know graduated with 87 people we are all white i i think we had one or two And I feel like they were adopted. I don't think we had black families. I just think we had a couple of black children with us. And also we had one Asian girl and she was definitely adopted and that's it. I didn't, we didn't learn any heritage or anything. You know, we, we had a class. I can't (laughs) imagine like how, like her identity falls. No, she looked so different from everybody else, but she hundred percent felt was American, you know, and, and yeah, then her the- name was Chloe. Yeah. Yeah. She definitely was. I, I never, and I'm, like, I never thought about it, you know, it's, that's wild. And of course it's not like she would have been open and talking about it, but dang. Yeah. It's so different. different. I feel kind of bad that I did this, but I basically had like rejected a lot of like my Asian identity why? Like I, I stopped speaking Vietnamese because I wanted to be as like as American as possible to be like, oh, I don't speak another language. I don't know that. But, you know, like at the time people were like, I only speak English. That's what Americans do. And da, 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 and which I like so, so, so regret, you know, but that started like first grade. Oh my God. Like, I remember like that was like I had made the like conscious decision to do that. You're trying to be, I mean, I've seen the girls on TikTok who will like alter their eyelids to look like that. I fucking hate that. It's called fox eyes. And it's like this trend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's called fox eyes. And it's, I was like, really? You just gave yourself like Asian looking eyes and... Oh my god! Yeah, it like blows my mind, and it's well, supposed to just, make them look younger, you know, the, like, like over the, time because you lift it. Absolutely unrealistic beauty standards. Like there's, there's, uh, I, the, yeah. Sorry, I have no words. It sickens me, you know. And and just hearing you say like you wanted to feel and look more American. I mean, that's that's like the goal, right? With the eyelid thing, trying to mm-hmm. make them further back. Mm-hmm. The, the eyelid fold whatever it's called I don't yeah know. like a lot of people do like the they can get eyelid surgery so they can have a hooded eye oh my yeah, gosh mm. 
Dang, dude. Lots of stuff for me right now. You and Uh, me, we come from different worlds. (laughs) That's what's like popping in my head right now. (laughs) I mean, but real. Well, I'm, it sounds like circling back to the initial question that I asked. (laughs) It mm -hmm. sounds like you are going through the stages of grief. You know, you said you were angry, then you were sad. I mean, just trying to like, process it all over again and it's bringing shit up and it's triggering it. But I, I also like know that it's gotta be hard and I I don't know if hard's the right word, but having, um, a white boyfriend and trying to have these conversations and him trying to understand, you know, how to help you through it. Um, yeah. it can't be easy. And yeah, I, that's the part that's difficult. It's, is that like, I don't like, I don't need solutions. Yeah. I just need empathy in that That's good. there's, you know, there is a, and I think this came up also with like the Black Lives Matter movement, you know, um, that just because you don't experience it yourself doesn't mean it's not happening. Yeah. Doesn't mean it's not real. And like this was kind of one of the cases where you know he's like well are you gonna live your life in fear I was like no it's not that I I want to do it's just like now it's like this tangible reality I guess that could like very well happen to me and then when I went to Arizona you know I was for my friend's wedding I was really afraid yeah I was really really afraid um you just I'm sure you just can't like totally relax when you're in public. You're just probably always mm-hmm. looking over your shoulder. Yeah. And I, de- I was definitely like the only Asian person in the air, in the Phoenix airport, except for like a couple others. And I was just like, hi- you know, you just like, I'm more hyper aware. And I think like in San Diego, I knew, you know, like there's the token like Asian person, but I was like surrounded with friends and I it was like, my town so I wasn't afraid about it yeah and then I feel um, like San Diego was really diverse I felt like it was kind of it is diverse but it's not like mm, like my friend group like okay who was Asian me and one other person (laughs) I felt like the minority sometimes and I loved it I miss it. Everybody- you're like so rare. Like, I feel like you're like kind of like the rare, like white person who is like super open and loving all of this stuff. I love it. And I miss it. And honestly, like you were talking about going to school with this food. I've always felt like I missed that part. Like I'm mm-hmm. not, I don't have an Italian family. We're not Greek or we're not, you know, we don't have this yeah. heritage. We're just American. Um, you know, I think I'm like German, Irish, Welsh, Polish, all of these things. <laughs> I'm just, I'm a mutt. I'm just like my dog. <laughs> I'm a mutt. Um, and it's, I wanted like an identity like that to mm. have something. And yeah. And so why do you think that there's such a huge push right now on the other side of conservatives is about okay, it's hard because I can't say like all of these people are like that, you know? And there's like also other people like, you Just know. say a disclaimer. Do you feel? <laughs> <laughs> disclaimer. 
Well, it's like a whole the whole about um like immigrants are taking our jobs, you know, may, like this this is the rise in like white supremacist groups wanting to take back the country. Why do you think that is? Like versus like with you, you know, you're so much more I feel like open-minded. And which is shocking as hell to me because I don't even think that this is an open minded thing. This is literally having Americans exist and, you know, people who've immigrated exist in the same country. Like, how fucking badass is that? We get to collaborate, we get to learn from each other, we get to learn each other's, you know, history. I'm so amazed and I love it. I, I, I wish I, again, I wish I had it. So I don't, I don't see that as me being open-minded. I see it as me being like, let's get some, I mean, they call us fucking vanilla for a reason. It's bland. It's plain. There's (laughs) nothing exciting. Like I, we need some flavor up in here and in every sense of it, some spices, some Indian spices, some Ethiopian spices, some Brazilian. Oh Oh my God. Um, that's what I feel like my future husband's going to be. He's going to be. He has to be like a million. <laughs> Speaking Portuguese to me all day. Can we just take a moment? <laughs> but you know, see, like, there's like, you'd be like, yeah, like bring more yes. color into your life versus other people are like the opposite, you know, not <laughs> like, I don't, it's, I like, I don't understand. I, I don't understand either. And I have so like, many questions. I don't even know how to phrase them because I don't even understand what they were. <laughs> like, hold on. Let me drink some tequila <laughs> and take a hit of my blunt. It's like, okay, you know, you, the whole point, I think that this pushes me to do is like, try to have more open conversations and try to come from a place of understanding. But yeah. like, they also have to be open to, I don't know, it's just like being more loving towards people, you know? And if I think if you're not in a place of where you can openly love and things like that, then you will probably lean more towards like survivalist um, thinking, you know, like it's about me and uh, yeah, survivalist mentality. Like it's about me, like, what can I do? I need this and, you know, versus... And probably more of like a scarcity mindset, if anything. Yeah. And, you know, that's what I think about the group at large, I guess. When I think of like all the people like infringing on my rights and <sighs> like freedoms and da, da, da. I was like, it's not about you. <laughs> it's not like, I don't know. And I think maybe because it's like Western culture is very individualistic yeah. and and Americans are very entitled. You know, you go in a debate back and forth over and over again, talking in circles, and you're never going to see eye to eye. No. And so th- that's what I have to remember with. You're beating a dead horse. Yeah. Like, you're not going to see eye to eye on this stuff. Do it. Does that mean they're a horrible person? No, not necessarily. I mean, if you started doing stuff, then I'd be like, um, we're going to need to chat. Is it hard for you, though? For some things. I can look past it. Mm-hmm. Other things I'm like, mm. like noted red flag. Yeah. But it's not like a, like a deal breaker, I guess. Like I don't need yeah. to be 
like I think it was I one it. person who I who was like my sorority advisor mm-hmm. she was like die hard like democrat her husband die hard republican oh, and yeah like a house divided every time there was an election or whatever she would troll his ass and like put on like <laughs> liberal media <laughs> you know <laughs> but they like love each other you know Aww. and so like it's attracts. yeah and it's just like people are gonna believe different things and what we should work towards is being more like loving towards each other and not so much with like cancel culture uh, okay for some parts yeah I I, yeah. I agree with cancel culture but in other things I'm like you can't just like boot people off every single I, time I get it I get exactly what you mean you're not gonna just throw him kick him to the curb because he doesn't believe this one thing yeah and I think I like with my ex who if you had any sort of disagreement with what he said it was like a no-go like goodbye you're out I'm not listening to you and you know all this stuff he wasn't open at all for for discussion damn Mm -mm. and it was when like fucking it was like Hillary Clinton or Bernie Sanders or like whoever else was running at that time you know and then yeah it was just like okay so it's just like mom's the word can't talk about these things and you know, not really a great place to be at where like, if you can try to have a discussion, then at least you feel somewhat heard. Yeah. Or able to like express yourself versus just like, oh, let me just sit quietly under this like undertone, you know? I'm obviously single. (laughs) So, (laughs) you know, just even trying, like, I feel like once I do find the person for me, I'm going to have to you know, talk about this kind of stuff because I've been so quick to write people off in the past that Mm -hmm. there's a reason why I'm single, you know? So if I want a relationship to work, something like that, you know, doesn't need to be a deal breaker for me where in the past it all was. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know if I would be as open as you are though. I feel like I would still draw the line and I would be the cancel (laughs) culture because I'd be like, you'll never align with me and my goals. Yeah and then say okay bye however so, i am still single so <laughs> i would just be like well if you're hungry i'm gonna go do this thing bye you yeah. don't have to come i'm gonna go do it yeah that's totally your vibe too <laughs> yeah <laughs> bye, bye. bye. America wave. i'm gonna go do it anyway <laughs> um i think that'd be interesting for you because like not like the political stuff but there's going to be some sort of contention that you're going to have with your person don't okay i'm gonna tell you your parents are the only ones that i can think of that have like a really good relationship but i also don't know them personally oh my god (laughs) they are solid they're they're literal soulmates like in my astrology shit they line up to be soulmates it's it's wild that they found each other do they fight i honestly couldn't tell i don't think they do my dad gets in pissy moods and my mom just kind of puts up with it. She's like, oh, he's in a mood again. And that, and that's that. Um, <laughs> I'm sure they do, but they never, ever fought in front of us. Ever. Ever. I can't tell you a single fight that they ever had. Or like, what about like disagreements? How do they, they don't have disagreements? I need to ask them these questions um, because I don't know. But I, I don't think they're, I feel like they're so in sync. 
They really are. Mm. I don't, I don't know what they would disagree about. Oh, well, hold on. They could disagree about politics. My dad's a Trump. My mom's not, (laughs) but, but it's, it's so like the night of the election, my dad was in the bedroom and shut the door with his TV. And he said, don't come in here. My mom's like, I wasn't planning on it. So it's kind of like, ignore it, <laughs> ignore the conflict. And then it's like, um, but they, they, they just don't talk about it. My, my, my dad won't let my mom, my dad won't let my mom take his mail and vote to the post office and vice versa. Like they don't trust each other <laughs> dropping their ballots off. <laughs> which I think is hilarious and adorable, right? It's so cute. That's, I mean, that's a huge difference, but they they are very, my dad is the alpha, but truly my mom runs the scenes behind, you know, whatever my mom wants, it's, it's what happened. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, I think that they, they just work, but I'll ask them. Like I wasn't really taught like how to have a good relationship or, you know, like, how do you deal with conflict? Was it like my family? You don't talk about it. Yeah. You, you just brush it under the rug and you don't say anything and things are fine. And then I've slowly been like, like learning, like this bothers me. I feel like this, I don't like it when you do this, or this makes me really (laughs) upset. And you know, like, Saying how I actually feel about you. Yeah. <laughs> um, where like, like when I met you, you're like, no, Isabel, I'm not talking to you today about this. You're annoying me and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and I was just like, oh my God, what the heck? You know? Did I really say that? Okay. So it was when I was like, uh, I first started at it was being like the, part of the admin team. Yeah. And I was like, Elise, I need you to turn this in and da, 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 da. I need this thing. You walk in, you're like, no, Isabel, I can't deal with that today. Like, <laughs> eh. just, <laughs> you know, I was like, what? like, she's like, and you're like, nope, I don't feel like doing that. And da, da, da. I was like, <laughs> you're like this bitch. <laughs> yeah. I was like, um, you know, just say in Asian culture, that would not fly. <laughs> you better do what is asked of you or whatever, you know, you're going to get smacked. Uh, there's me, there's me what are boundaries working on myself or that there's me going out and working for myself right there. I was like, don't tell like, me what to do. I'm going to happy hour at four. Yeah. Bye. I'm a fucking Aries dude. That's what we do. <laughs> don't tell me what to do. I tell you what to do. That's how this thing works. You're not Aries. I thought you're Pisces. No, girl. I'm an Aries. I am. On my birth. Okay, so I'm a I'm a cusp. I'm a cusp. Oh, okay. But oh, if wait. on my uh, no 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 on my birth chart, if you pull everything up, it is 100 percent Aries. It, but it is within a degree, which means that I'm a true cusp, but it's hundred percent Aries. Wait, aren't Aries and like Capricorn is not supposed to go along? Um, yeah, surprisingly, me and you do, and my best friend is also a Capricorn. <laughs> it's freaking wild. And my brother-in-law is a Capricorn, and we also get along very well. <laughs> but I'm a cusp, 
So I have Pisces in me as well, but I'm mainly in Aries. Yeah, that makes more sense. You're too fiery for I'm like I'm all fire. There's there's no way. Like I'm actually more well, maybe you're just a sensitive, you know, you're just a little sensitive inside. My Pisces is my creativity. That was me like mm. doing music and all of that growing up for sure. But she me like birth chart for me. I would love to do your birth chart. I would love yeah. to. Do we know when, when you were born? Yeah. Okay. So Where? funny thing is that when I first um, met with our life coach and he, and he asked me what time I was born, I was like, I don't know. And he's like, just what's your intuition? And I gave him the, like, whatever the intuitive time was. And at the time it was really me. Wait, but wait, then wait. I asked my mom. So, okay. It was, uh, I think I gave like 2.23 AM or something like that. That's my okay. intuitive time. And that meant like Capricorn sun, Libra moon, Scorpio rising. Okay. And if, and like Scorpio rising, like your rising sign is the like outward experience, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, oh yeah, you're like this outgoing and charming and da, da, da. And I was like, oh yeah, that was like totally the vibe I was giving out yeah. during that time. And I recently redid it and I'm actually a Libra moon and a Libra rising. Oh, you totally are a Libra rising. My parents are Libras. Yeah. Oh, do we want to um, do a card reading for the next week for this? Yes. Week? I think we had a lot of um, heavy topics today. And, you know, thanks for creating the space to talk about it. I'm surprised that it's not something that you talk about more. Is it just because you've, you've been like, just kind of taught to just kind of ignore it? I mean, it just like, it just doesn't come up. Yeah. Until like times like this, or, um, it was like so much of part of my identity to be as American as possible, you know? And then, um, and then funny enough, I work at a company that is focused on helping like the Asian communities and like um is and I, I live in Asian suburbia <laughs> like <laughs> the well, yeah you do so um it's kind of interesting that like my life has come this way to you know kind of embrace Asian culture. <laughs> okay, what do you want your question to be for next week? Or do you pull you a card? No, just pull me one. Okay. Why don't you give me hmm, a number? Is it bad that I want to say eight again? No. Okay. Number eight. You can always choose eight. Eight is a lucky number in Chinese. Oh, is it? Not in Chinese, like it's in Chinese culture. <laughs> <laughs> I correct myself. <laughs> so you got the two of swords. Oh, it's, it was this way. The two of swords are the two opposing forces that have reached a stalemate. You cannot progress forward with either a relationship or a life decision. 
There's an answer that's being blocked, maybe by choice. Many times this card will indicate you do not wish to face the truth that the light will reveal. Wow. That's a heavy card. Great. <laughs> what do I have going on this week? We have an anniversary dinner tonight. <laughs> I have my anniversary. Don't jinx that stuff. Oh my not God. jinxing it, dude. That was the first thing that popped into my mind. I don't know your normal life. <laughs> my anniversary is this week. <laughs> I mean, and we just talked about a bunch of stuff. About <laughs> you know what? It's so, yeah. <laughs> With you. that being said, I hope you have a good anniversary dinner tonight. Hey. <laughs> All right, babe. Love you, okay. bye. Love you, bye. See you next week. Yay.